You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning <clears throat> good morning good morning everybody why does the frog jump into my throat just at the very moment I say good morning, good morning. I was thinking the other day, I need more music. Isn't music great? Like music in the background, doesn't it just pump you up? Music is so powerful, powerful, especially when you're editing video or content or, you know, creating something that is memorable. Hello to everyone that is in Clubhouse at the moment. Hello to Influencer X who is in Discord. It is No Agenda Friday, which means... We have no agenda, and it means that we get to, I get to invite all our regulars up. I get to invite our members up. Um, if you are, if you want to come up to stage and you have some form of a bio, um, like some form of a bio, uh, raise your hand. The idea today is that it really is your day. You program today, meaning uh, what's in your mind? Uh, do you have a question for me? Do you have a comment? Do you have anything that you've heard from me this week that you agree with, disagree with? Um, is there a, so it's consider it like AMA, office hours, open mic, Q&A, whatever you want it to be. I want this to be powered by you. Um, hello, Will. How are you, my friend? Hey, good morning, uh, Joseph. I, it's, it's really great to be here this morning after working about 17 days straight at Penn State University. Been a busy summer, so it's really great to be be here with you this morning. I've missed you and I've missed your voice. Um, so welcome. Let this be, let this be like, like a visit to the spa. How about that? <laughs> Sounds like a good thing. Um, anything, any besides working, well, 17 days straight, um, Anything in your mind, anything you want to talk about, anything you want me to talk about, um, anything going on in the world that's interested you, uh, or do you just uh, you just want to come up and say hi and see where the conversation goes? Yeah, let me let me just kind of sit back and kind of listen to some of the things you're, you're going to say here and then uh, 
give that some thought here. Well, yeah, of course. Well, remember, today is No Agenda Friday, so I literally come in uh, with no agenda, and I try and challenge myself to actually clear my mind and not have any agenda. Now, um, I can already riff on that, for example, because doesn't everyone always have an agenda? Don't we always have some kind of an agenda? And probably the people that say they have no agenda have the biggest agenda. It's like when someone says, can I be real with you? Can I be honest with you? It probably means they're about to lie. Um, and so um, so I try and just come in with nothing. Uh, today, for example, um, about eight minutes before this started, I had a phone call um, and uh, a friend of mine who said they were listening to um, a Twitter space with Elon Musk and Someone started playing the guitar on it, and and she said it was just so boring. And she said, "You're never boring, Joseph." I said, "She said I'm going to go ahead and and tweet the room, or 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 X the room, or contact Elon, and just say stop being boring. You should be less boring, like Joe." Well, that's a compliment, but I could just riff on that, right? What does it mean to be boring? What does it mean to be not boring? What does it mean when life is boring? There are advantages to to boring and disadvantages to boring. One of the things that I said yesterday when uh, Jeff Jarvis was on my show is he actually went all the way back, um, you know, talking about the Johannes Gutenberg, the Gutenberg printing press, the Gutenberg Bible, um, and he's just written a book on it. That episode will come out probably in the next five to six weeks. I've got about six or seven amazing episodes um, that I'm going to start releasing and um, and he actually said there was no, there was, listen to this, there was no innovation at all with respect to the Gutenberg printing press until about 150 years after it was introduced. And he said, and the reason why, or he said at that point, the technology had become boring. See how those two words suddenly came together? This, the technology was boring. It wasn't fancy anymore. It wasn't geeky anymore he actually spoke about this whole brilliant i'm going to put together those two sound bites today because they were money sound bites um and he actually said we have to demote the geeks demote the geeks now if you are a geek you probably don't like that very much um but there's a lot to riff on there let me see if i've got um you know i used i used to have <laughs> i used to have it's gold jerry it's gold in my in my sound box and my roadcaster uh, but now I have this one. I replaced it recently with this one, which is one of my favorite lines from Succession. Let me play it for you. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I'm just playing it for you anyway. I love you, but you are not serious people. I just love that quote. I love you, but you are not serious people. Isn't it interesting, this little thread that we're developing, that we're unraveling right now without any prep whatsoever? Um, because, you know, is I love you, but you're not serious people. Serious people, I guess, are boring people, aren't they? Uh, can you be not boring and serious people um, and make uh, Logan Roy happy? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but going back to uh, what Jeff was saying, uh, boring can be good. Boring can be amazing. Uh, boring can be predictable, expected, and consistent, um, and actually, when something is boring, maybe it isn't distracting. So suddenly, we don't have to like do too much work to make a quick leap to Web3 and think about uh, new technology. Um, even think about AI. Have you seen some of the articles saying is AI is kind of shine wearing off and are people getting bored with AI and are people getting bored with chat GPT? Um, and I was thinking the other day, which is, Everyone being so excited about AI. I mean, who is really being excited about AI? You know, it's we're reading the big companies. We're reading the marketers. Um, they're just enjoying the fact that they can get stuff done cheaply and quickly and fire humans and not have to pay humans as much money. I'm not sure that there's a big idea there. So it might get a little bit boring when the shine wears off. Um, when you can't use it in a marketing campaign or, or say, look, that, you know, this copy, um, I mean, we, we had a chat GPT mention uh, during the Republican primary uh, the other day as well. I mean, it's, it's funny until it isn't, right? It's novel until it, it, until it isn't. Um, it's innovative until it isn't. 
And then when it becomes boring, maybe that's when we see the real innovation. So I love that whole concept as well. Um, of course, you know, and but it looks like people are raising their hands and I'm, I'm letting you on. Hey, Melissa is just coming to the room. I see Christopher's there. Christopher is a regular. I'll invite him to speak. I want to see what you think about. I've already planted a few little seeds with you today. The concept of boring versus not boring. Um, how boring relates to technology. How boring relates to innovation. When is it good to be boring? When is it bad to be boring? Are you boring? Could you be less boring? What does boring mean to you? So this is just a little bit of a riff that uh, that came from a phone call. And I guess if you wanted another bit of stimulus, I'll give you another bit of stimulus, which is it's amazing how many insights or nuggets or thought starters can come from, in some case, boring uh, interactions as well. Um, influencers asking, is this uh, a podcast on Clubhouse as well? Yes. And now, you, now um, we're uh, in the startup club in Clubhouse. So we've been doing this uh, for about a month now, maybe a month. Um, in Clubhouse as well as Discord. So some people hang out in Clubhouse, some people hang out in Discord. Um, I definitely recommend, by the way, if you are in Clubhouse, and um, so far we've had about 134 people come in and out the coffee shop, 51 people are here at the moment. Um, I really, really recommend um, at some point that you join our Discord server. That's uh, I'll put it up soon, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective, because at some point, if we do leave Clubhouse or something changes, uh, we will be continuing always in Discord. This is the home of Alpha Collective, and it's the home of the Collective Cafe. Um, so um, I just want you to be aware of that. Another thing is I put a, I put a link up top, um, a link up top, um, which is for, um, it's basically the final Alpha Beta talk, um, which is the free preview series. Um, for Alpha Collective, and this is Sandy Carter, who is the COO of Unstoppable Domains. Um, her talk will be called "The Problem with Web 3 is that there are no use cases." Hang on a second, and she's going to be coming and delivering a whole series of use cases just to show you that actually they're there. Maybe you just didn't know, maybe you just didn't ask, or maybe you just weren't aware. That's going to be on Wednesday um, at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I've decided. That if we get a thousand people to register and attend, I will give all a thousand people a pass to Alpha Collective. How about that? Uh, maybe not a full pass because um, that would that wouldn't be fair. But maybe at least an access pass, an entry level pass, so that you can hear some of the speakers live but not archived. So a little bit of an incentive there as well. Uh, Christopher, uh, welcome to the stage. I haven't heard your voice in a while. What's going on? Hey, Jeffy. How are you? Happy Friday. Thank you for holding the space. Uh, yeah, I think on the topic of uh, born, I'm from Boston and I'm in uh, the IT recruitment space. So, um, you know, for me, I equate boring with being uh, consistent and predictable, right? So uh, it's not so much that um, it's not engaging, it's just consistent, it's reliable. Um, so my concept of boring is... Um, a little different maybe, but I think it's just more about this lack of erratic behavior, right? Like I think, uh, you know, if you're looking at the news and all that's going on with uh, number 45 uh, and no matter what side of, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Trump you're on or President Trump that you kind of equate with, you know, it's um, it shakes things up, right? Uh, he ran, he was able to draw audience against, you know, uh, you know, the first uh, Republican debate, like he does things that are not boring, right? So that's how I kind of look at boring is that it's kind of a shakeup. But as far as um, I think social audio and what you want, I think boring is good if it's consistent, right? And I think the challenge is how do then you create that value? So people kind of have this expectation, but there's always, there's always a little unpredictability, but not unstability so I'll, I'll kind of leave that opening comment there well there's a lot to open up you just opened up um a pandora's box as well um yeah there's a lot going on in the world of media too and um and let's talk about that i mean let's talk about the fact that um let's talk about the fact that uh trump came back to twitter last night 
um, and lots of conversation and speculation there, which is going after audience, being able to you know fundraise uh, often on the back of and lots of speculation about that as well. There was the um, choice not to go to the debate um, and to do a 45-minute um, pre-recorded segment with Tucker Carlson on Twitter and lots of conversation there about um, actually interesting stuff, right, about the fact that Twitter actually is becoming more long-form um, with the ability now to watch a 45-minute um, show on Twitter makes me wonder, hey, what if my show was exclusively on Twitter and only on Twitter? Um, what would that look like? Um, and um, so, like, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, also, I mean, very much so, like, I'm busy preparing um, next week the episode of uh, Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous will be the episode with Dan Lyons, who uh, was one of the lead writers on Silicon Valley on HBO. Uh, and he just wrote a book called uh, STFU, as in Shut the F*** Up. And, uh, and you know, I mean, many people have said if, uh, if Trump had just um, shut the F*** Up, um, he wouldn't be in this mess right now. It's an interesting debate. You know, it's an interesting conversation because, you know, we're operating in a time and I'm going to, you know, I, I'm putting on my media hat right now as opposed to like what, as opposed to my partisan hat to try and kind of comment on this from a marketing standpoint, um, which is there are people saying, first of all, it's interesting to me, look, I'm born in South Africa, you know, but it's interesting to me that not only could Trump run from prison, from what I understand, I think, and I stand corrected, he could literally become the president in prison. So that does not preclude him from running. It definitely doesn't preclude him from running. Um, I'm not sure that if he was the difference of being, you know, in prison versus, I'm assuming if you're in prison, you're convicted. Um, but that's that's amazing, number one. Number two is the fact that there are people saying that they would vote for him even if he was in prison, which is, again, something worth noting, you know, conversing over, right? <laughs> Good, bad, or ugly. Um, but then there is the reality that if he had just shut the f*** up, um, he might very well have been able to run and be successful, and he still might be, you never know, um, in the next election. So there's a very interesting lesson there. There's a very interesting lesson for us about the long game, about the fact that you lose the battle to win the war. You take your licks, you accept defeat. In, in this particular case, um, he may not have needed to actually go you know, quietly into the night and concede graciously. But had he pulled back just a little even, he'd be in a very, very different situation than he is now. I think the problem is, look, this is, you know, the leader of the free world. This is the, you know, this is one of the most visible people in the world. If it's hard for him, it's got to be hard for us. And I mean it in the exact opposite way. What I mean by that is kind of like, think about our lives, right? Think about our lives. We don't have the resources he does. We don't have the means he does. We've got to be looking at everything in our lives from being laid off. I did a whole session on burning bridges, you know, dealing with passive aggressive politic, uh, business, politics, and culture. We've got to somehow have the insight and the ability to see into the future. We've got to have the ability to play the long game. And, um, and this is just a great example. This is an example with unbelievably high stakes that affects and impacts millions, even billions of people about the importance of STFU, but also the ability to actually realize, going back to the subject matter at hand, that boring is okay. And, and you know what the thing is? Not boring is actually exhausting. I Sometimes I look at, you know, I look at comedians and I look at, um, I mean, I mean, look at, look at comedians. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about uh, comedians that, 
that or just uh, let's look at I mean the person I'm thinking of is Robin Williams you know may rest in peace he could never be boring he wasn't allowed to be boring he had to be on all the time he had to be performing the whole time he could never really be serious you know maybe that's why he did a few serious movies um that were brilliant right maybe that's why jim carrey why do comedians do that because they need boring too they can't jim carrey they can't always be contorting their faces you know and 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 doing impressions and you know i mean can you imagine every listen if i saw jim carrey right now I would be, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say this, but, you know, like, if I saw him, I wouldn't just go up to him and go, it's time to P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta, you know, like, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not just about, like, you know, do this, do this line, do this line, do, all righty then. Your number's still 911? All righty then. You know, so, like, when we remember and we think of a comedian in terms of sound bites and quotes and, you know, and all these highs as well sometimes they just like you know i'm sure jim carrey would love sometimes someone just to say you know can you talk a little bit about a time when you've counted um adversity in your life or you know or are there moments when you actually want boring he'd probably be more interested in that kind of a question should he ever come on my show then hey let's let's do impersonations dana carvey or whatever the case may be um so boring is good. Uh, someone who's never boring is Praxim, who's just uh, jumped into our No Agenda Friday. So I'm inviting him to speak uh, in Discord. Praxim is never boring. Praxim, you've missed uh, a conversation where we've just been talking and riffing about, in No Agenda Friday, about about boring, about when boring is good, when boring is bad. Uh, someone said to me that I'm never boring. And so we've actually taken a very interesting twist with Christopher's um, uh, input, we've even been talking about Trump and everything going on, and just talking about you know Robin Williams, Jim Carrey. Um, that boring can be good in terms of predictable, in terms of consistent, but boring can also give you a platform to be not boring. So that's something to think about. An interesting little twist, you know, that everything begins. Everything begins with boring. Uh, you can jump onto that boring bandwagon if you like, or um, what's on your mind? How was your week? Well, good morning. Hopefully you can hear me all right this morning. Always. I've uh, been fighting a something I wish was boring, which is my air conditioner working. <laughs> that's boring. No, that's serious. I wish boring. it was boring. It wasn't boring this weekend because it stopped working. All right, so that 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 literally, I think last week you did this too. You came up and I set you up to be to deliver a tour de force, um, and uh, and I think you delivered something like your air conditioner uh, last week as well. Yeah, it's been a, it's been the drama of the household for quite some time. But here's what I'll tell you: is is uh, around the boring topic is we all want excitement and we look for interesting things and change. And sometimes we don't know what to do when we're bored. And so people turn to all sorts of things when they're bored. And that's, I think one of the most interesting, boring concepts to me. Okay. Sometimes not, sometimes not good things when they're bored. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, um, Going back to the going back to the session we did, one of my favorite sessions was this idea of when digging yourself into a hole. Um, Ten kind of creative solutions, and one of them was embrace the darkness. Uh, people are not good by themselves. Um, people don't know how to be their own best friends at the best of time, um, and what to do when you're bored. And by the way, it's so interesting because our kids are always bored, aren't they? They're always bored. Everything is boring for them because they also operate in a time and at a time where everything has to be hyper, hyper stimulated, you know, from doom scrolling to all this, you know, it's everything is, I mean, we have been, if we weren't, if, if ADHD can be induced or exacerbated um, by technology, I mean, we are in that, that eye of the storm where everything is shorter, 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 quicker, 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 TLDR, TLDR, get to the point, get to the point. 
in a way we don't have the patience um, to to actually give something its time, its space, its oxygen. Why? Because we get bored. Because we need to be multitasking. I've just um, in the in going through the audio book of Positive Intelligence, which is you know the coaching program I'm going through as well. Um, it actually cites the fact that there are studies that have shown that actually multitaskers and people that say they're so good at multitasking actually suck at multitasking and suck at what they're doing in general. That there really is no upside of multitasking. Um, and 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 I think I think it all stems from this idea of boring. You know that we can't just focus on one task at the same time. Um, at the same time, I've been also just, you know, realizing that that in in going through this whole program, that there is a reason that I was listening to this. Um, you're going to love this one, Praxim. Um, Thomas Edison. I don't know if he. I he's been a couple times in uh, in our Discord, and uh, also he was once a guest on my show. Um, he had an amazing. Um, ritual or routine which was that he would his best ideas came to him just before he just before he went to sleep and so what he would do is he would sit on a chair and he had um, an iron ball like a metal ball in his hand and he would hold it and as he nodded off to sleep the ball would drop and as it dropped and it made a noise and clattered, he would immediately pick up a pen and pad next to, next to where he was sitting and write whatever came into his mind. How about that? You know that story? I have not heard that story. Uh, it's fascinating. Um, it is, there must be something that you're tapping into as the brain, ch- brain changes, waves from conscious to unconscious and uh he was capturing that that's fascinating is there a documented list of the things he captured or were derived from that uh i I just put uh, that into the uh into the back chat by the way um uh, anonymous music said is this open mic for singing also i mean i don't see why not i mean as long as it's not boring singing and even if it is boring singing um, that's beautiful. Bo- boring singing is beautiful. Meditation, peace. Again, why does music have to like be like crazy? Yeah, sure. Why not? Raise your hand if you want to sing. Um, one. I mean, we're hanging out for an hour before work starts, and maybe obviously, if you're in Australia, then maybe it's before you go into bed or whatever the case may be. Um, it it should be. These sessions can also be good boring too, where you don't have to feel like. Like you have to concentrate and focus the whole time. Damn it, damn it, I missed that. But what was that point again? I can't go back. There's no skip. It's live. I'm going to have to go and find that. Like that's anxiety inducing. Remember what I've said to you before in this, um, in this session is I've said that, um, that in many respects, if you just take away one thing from the session, and today you've probably heard the word boring a hundred times, um, then it was a win. You learn something. Um, when you're always on and it's like, you know, at a fever pitch, I mean, that is exhausting and, 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 and anxiety-inducing, right? You don't need that. So some of you might already be taking away this, this thought um, about um, hell. Like Joe came in without an agenda. He picked up a conversation that he had eight minutes, like literally eight minutes before, and just started riffing on that, right? There's another part to it, which is at some point, comments in the chat or Praxim on stage help me because they start to kind of give me more color. Remember, I am I take a spark or I take um you know I, I take a seed in many respects, and I start building something. But then, with additional contributions, it is not like it's not on me a hundred percent anymore. So you may be focusing on that. Uh, you may also you may also be focusing on the fact that the boring component, the boring good and the boring bad. 
Um, you might be, you might also be talking about um, the fact that, um, like Thomas Edison. I mean, that that's kind of cool. Some people might just completely forget that. Some people might just completely forget that, um, or just latch onto that, and that's all. Which is, hey, that was amazing. I had no idea. Maybe I'll try that tonight. Or if you want to just add something to that, the conversation could be this idea um, of, um, you know, of when do my good ideas come to me? When am I at my most creative? Um, it's generally when my, you know, when my mind is the most clear, when I have the least amount of distractions, when I have the least amount of um, intrusions, the concept of the saboteur, when, I, when all the voices in my head are not distracting me and I can just be able to think. And um, that's, that's your metal ball moment. That's your metal ball moment. And everyone needs a metal ball moment, um, a, a moment that appears boring, but it actually can create the most magnificent symphony of creativity. Oh, you know, um, the, the, I read the post that you post put here, and it's three times better at solving the hidden puzzle for the scientist who tested this method on a group of uh, a study group. So that that's pretty impressive. I have to say that I don't I don't follow this particular method about falling asleep and solving a puzzle, but I do know in my own life since my work is almost a type of puzzle solving all the time. Sleep and the phases of sleep and using meditative practices to um what do they call that when you when you realize you're you're asleep uh, and to take conscious taps into the sleep state? I've solved countless problems in that sleep or near sleep state. So um, I, I think there's really something to it, and we as people should really take time to be bored to let our mind um, enter these uh, states so that we can do the other practices to what would that be unbore ourselves <laughs> well it's the, it's the of course of course for some people it might be just be just before going to sleep for others it might be just waking up for others it might be in the shower um, but it's this idea of when your mind is clear and your mind is um, is just open um, it is a peaceful moment it is a moment of introspection. Um, the the interesting thing that happens to me is there's a period in the morning for me, and I, I typically wake up at about five fifteen, um, but it's between five fifteen and eight when I start this coffee, and all my chores pop into my head. Oh yeah, I've got to fill out that form. Um, I've got to order an espresso. I've got to book my plane ticket to South Africa, and then I'm like ah like, and then I try and think of a smart way to remember that stuff, or maybe it will be going to uh, Surrey, or it will be you know, going to um, or just jotting down something. So that's when all these tasks jump into my head. Um, and and then, you know, what I've learned is, and then there's like a bit of anxiety, a little bit of anxiety in terms of, oh, I hope I don't forget that. What was that task again? But it comes back. Um, and so it's learning also to trust yourself and trust your trust your your process, right? Trust your biorhythms. Um, so for for some people, I mean, listen, you know, uh, don't knock don't knock Thomas Edison. He knew a thing or two about invention and innovation. Um, but everyone has to figure out their sweet spot, right? Their moment. Um, I know Raphael, if you want to come up and chat Web three, it's it's uh, you know uh, uh, Anna's actually on stage and. Anna was the person that I was talking to that said I wasn't boring. Um, so inadvertently, she basically inspired the entire conversation completely. Um, and it just, you know, the point I was trying to make earlier to all of you is um, these little moments, if you are actually really alert and awake, you can pick up anything and you can riff on it. And you've got to, it's, it's a practice. I mean, not everyone can do it. It's a skill. It's a superpower. I mean, I I didn't, you know, I didn't just wake up one day and start doing that. It's something that I've cultivated. It's something that after 
you know, a year of doing this every day, I've become really, really good at it. And for some people, it might be scary to actually come into a session in Clubhouse and Discord knowing full well that you got nothing. Like, I got nothing. I had nothing. Not almost nothing. Um, and and you trust yourself and you trust the process. Um, it's it's kind of like, even when I describe it now, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, what the hell was I doing? Uh, Praxim, you oh, wanted to say something? Yeah, two things. Um, one, I did a quick search on what the brain's doing chemically when it wakes up, and I posted it. I'll read it real quick for those of you that can't see the post. It says, the current scientific consensus is that the brain is woken up by a set of neurotransmitters, which include compounds such as acetylcholine, hypocretin, histamine, serotonin, and these are the most interesting, noradrenaline and dopamine. So I think what's there, there's a fascinating chemical thing going on here that doesn't happen all the time during our brain, uh, right? Is, you know, you, you spend a, a, a rest cycle having your brain purge, right? Because it's, it's a machine, right? All these cells are working and they're purging and um, you're sorting all your things either in a short nap or uh, over nighttime sleep. And when you wake up, there's certain interesting things that are happening and it, you, your little comment there about every morning, my friend Greg, he actually learns things in the morning. Like that's his, he'll set aside an hour to learn a new skill or some programming language or whatever it happens to be. But he always does it in the morning. And I think he's tapped into something here, which is a lot of productivity people that I've, you know, either seen posts or read books or whatever morning, like they all suggest getting up a little earlier and doing certain tasks in the morning. And I think you're really uh, tapping into something here, Joseph. I um, I literally, I literally, I'm not joking, could write an entire book on this. Like to me, I'm on, I'm on Amazon right now and I don't see anything. I see a book called Bored, period, and it says <laughs> why we need something to do every day and what happens if we don't <laughs> by Jen Gash. Um, hey Joseph, can yes. I just interject real quick? Sure. Thank you for being not boring. Well, I'm I'm trying to be boring. <laughs> um, are you welcome? I, know. <laughs> I, I guess in in talking about boring, I was not boring. Um, anonymous music says, when we are bored, our brains are forced to find new ways to entertain themselves. This can lead to creative thinking and problem solving. Um, and Alex Lewis says, my English is not very good. I guess it is boring. To uh, I guess it is boring to discuss Web three now. It will be better. No, Alex or Rafael. No, if you want, if you want to discuss, not you. Sorry, somebody else is talking to me. I apologize. Oh no worries. Uh, no, listen. This is a safe space for people to come up. If you want to discuss Web three, I mean, first of all, Alex and Rafael, you should definitely register um, for Sandy's um, Alpha Beta Talk, and you should definitely, definitely. Um, I'm going to put it in the Discord. You should join our Discord. At a very minimum, um, you know, take advantage of what is free, and there exactly. are, and there are. Um, oh, oh uh, uh, Alex was responding to Rafael. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, this is the uh, Discord. It's discordgg alpha collective um, Anonymous Music says, "When we're bored, we're more likely to seek out new and stimulating experiences." So, if you want to come up and sing, come up and sing. That'd be awesome. I mean, it's just no, no, no. Yeah, you talk to my funny. kids. They don't. Oh, sorry. We're competing against uh, different channels. Um, I've actually inst <laughs> instituted a fine for my kids when they say I'm bored. So they actually mentally choose not to say I'm bored and do the thing that you're talking about, which is go and find the next thing to read something, to watch something, to take, yes! make, write a puzzle, play a game. I don't know. I don't care. Right. But um, exactly. we have to be taught how to overcome being bored. So start again because I just I didn't hear you uh, say that again because I think that was a great point. Uh, so with my kids, what we've found is we've instituted a fine for saying I'm bored, and really what we're trying to do as parents is teach them how to overcome being bored because you have to be taught, right? No, no one instinctually knows what to do when you say you're bored. You actually have to be guided through that phase in your 
day in your life or your whatever. And and how old are hey, your may kids? I ask, may I ask you a quick, a quick yeah. question? Can I ask a quick question? Go for it. When do we start learning? When does everybody start learning? I'm curious. Who knows the answer to that? Pretty much in utero, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. You're smart. Good job. 100%. Thank you. Um, my, my, my kids range from 7 to 12. No, it's just I, I love the idea of, the, of a fine. Um, uh, I'm on Amazon again, and uh, there, is a, there is a book that's called uh, Fuck I'm Bored, activity book for adults. Um, Yay, really? I'm yeah. going to go buy that book. That's hilarious. There's one called The Boring Diet. Um, there's another one called the boring, there's another one called the boring book. Um, and then there's, there's a follow-up called I'm still fucking bored activity book for adults. And, um, there's another one also an interesting one that says bored and brilliant. Um, how spacing out can unlock your most productive and creative self. So I want, I want to go back as well to what Alex said, which is does thinking too much bring out stress? Um, you know, I, I, I think it probably does. I mean, I think if you're conscious about thinking, like, I need time to think, be creative. You know, again, it comes back to the comedian. Be funny. Be f- I got to be on. Like, you know, like even the concept of brainstorming. All right, everybody, uh, welcome to our brainstorming session. Now start brainstorming. You know, it's like, what? You know, so like, um, I, I mean, I, I think just like I've spoken many times about this idea of, of um, um you, an authentic self, an authentic place, an authentic space. Even when it comes to writing, as a writer myself, you've got to you've got to find a time, a place, a space. You've got to find a, a mechanism, a mechanism, a medium. I wrote pretty much eighty five percent of the of my new book, Forever Changed, um, by dictating it because that's what felt natural and normal to me to actually talk it. This is what I'm doing now. I'm talking. I'm talking for an hour for the most part every day. And then I'm able to go and collect this and transcribe it and, you know, and, and work with chat GPT to make sense of it. Because with lack, you know, with limited skills and bandwidth, um, I, I don't have the ability to go through the transcript, you know, manually. So, so what I've started to do as well, just by the way, technique, I'll just share this with you with technique is what I've realized is that, um, and I'm actually really happy to tell you this, I am better, I am far superior and far more talented than ChatGPT. I've realized that because because when I've asked ChatGPT to summarize and highlight my entire transcript, almost never does it does it get it right. Almost never does it find the nuances and the moments that I know are the magic moments. Here's another technique that I've tried. When I do my show, so for example, I'll share this with you maybe next Friday. I'm going to see if Dan wants to actually, Dan Lyons wants to join us next Friday. So if, for those of you that actually want to come and hang out with him um, in in Clubhouse, because I'm going to try and start to move. I'm, I'm starting to do two things now. One is for people that are premium subscribers, which is $8 a month to my Substack you'll get an episode recap now, um, a piece of video, show notes, 10 takeaways, and a personal video from me about what I took away from that episode. Um, But also what I want to do is discuss the episode on Fridays together with No Agenda Friday. So it's an opportunity for people, for you, to also come up onto stage and ask questions of, of Dan, you know, as well. So this is something... That, I, that I'm definitely, definitely, you know, trying to do. But one thing I've noticed is that when I put the MP3 of the actual video through otter.ai, which is obviously an AI-generated transcription service, amongst other things, it will come up with show notes. But I come up with my own show notes. And so next week, next Friday, I'll show you, I'll, I'll paste my show notes, and then I'll paste otter.ai show notes so we can see basically who got it right or who got it wrong it's actually not about right or wrong it's more about different what i've actually noticed and i've done this before it's not the first time but what i've actually noticed is 
uh, and this is like it, it's a, it, these are I think amazing insights. Is that the AI will get the bones show notes, but the human will come up with the flesh show notes. The human will come up with the rich, the nuance, the emotion, the the deeper, the more kind of profound and insightful, you know, whereas the right brain, for the most part, whereas the AI is going to come up with just the facts, ma'am, with more of the data, with more of the, the rational or um, show notes. It's very interesting. Obviously, it's going to change. Obviously, um, it's not going to take... In fact, I heard yesterday this... this is okay. So just as a complete non sequitur, um, but I just want to share it with you because now I'm like, you know, so many things going on through my mind. Um, um, this was Sam Harris um, talking about the dangers of AI. And he basically said, and this is kind of crazy the AI, based on where it's heading very, very soon, I think I'd, I forget the data point, will operates or will be operating 20, something like. I don't know what it was like, 10 million or 2 million times faster than us. So essentially, essentially, um, the and, he, and this is what he said, I just want to get it right. He said, even if the AI is no smarter than us, literally not one bit smarter than us, and all the AI can do is just process faster than us. Now, here's the crazy thing. The AI will process in two weeks what it would have taken us 20,000 years to process. That is why he's saying there is cause for massive concern. I'm going to go back and fact check that myself. But imagine that what we would do in 20,000 years, the AI would do in two weeks with the assumption that it's not smarter than us. All it's doing is just processing tasks quicker than us. And here's the kicker, everyone. The kicker is that if you could, you know, this is the classic example of the flesh, right? The flesh, if you watch the flesh, the superhero, the flesh, the flesh moves so quickly. I think I said this the other time, uh, last week. The flesh moves so quickly that everything is just standing still and in slow motion. So if you shoot a bullet, the flesh basically can just go up and the bullet is standing still and, and take the bullet and turn the bullet around or drop the bullet on the floor because everything is operating in not even in slow motion but almost at a standstill and and it just it's it hurts your head it hurts your head when you start to think about uh, about just parity not smarter not the singularity not you know constantly learning and improving itself just as smart as us even dumber than we are but when you're operating at a 20,000 year to two week, you know, competitive advantage, um, that is pretty damn insane. So I just, I want to go back to, um, to some of the comments. Um, it's hard to like see so many uh, comments as well, but anonymous music says, does thinking too much, wait, does thinking too much bring about stress? Yes. Thinking too much can bring about stress. When we overthink, we tend to focus on the negative aspects of a situation and worry about things that may not even happen. So, so yeah, so, I mean, going back to that question, right, about thinking too much or forcing ourselves to think, I think that I think the takeaway is when you find yourself in a position where you are thinking unencumbered, when you are thinking, when, when you feel liberated, when you feel free, when you don't feel stressed, or pressurized, lean into that, shut off everything. And of course, we can train ourselves to do that. I have been training myself to do that with this program I'm doing. As soon as I'm done, I'll, I'll share it all with you in more detail. But one of the things is to do something called PQ reps. And PQ reps is the ability to close your eyes, focus on your breathing, um, focus on touch, focus on sensation, focus on sound, um, you know, focus on the weight of your body, even even eating, focus on 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 textures and colors and shapes and 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 by doing that what you do is you actually are tapping into what what this program would call the sage part of your brain as opposed to the saboteur part of your brain. Because the saboteur part of your brain is going to keep on, you know, 
putting pressure on you, saying, you know, anonymous music, you know, um, you know, judging you. We're going to die laughing. Look whose kid it is that you helped me have. Elon Musk's. What? Exactly. It's the truth. I've been waiting forever to tell that short that. I'm not even, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I've been posting it all over X over for the past like 48 hours. So wait, Anna, you're telling me that you had Elon Musk's child. Yes, I got drunk in San Francisco on accident and fucked him. Well, I mean, if this... Nothing like a, nothing like a good troll in the morning, huh, Jaffe? Well, I, you know, I, I... That is not a troll. I am telling the truth. Joseph, look at that child. You've seen her. I have. Well, this is uh, Anna. Anna, <laughs> Anna, I'm just going to ask you to let that sit for a moment, please. Um, but... Um, Bring Elon Musk into the room. Let's let's confront him. I just want to say, Praxim says, um, and I'm He's freaking out. His mom's freaking out too. Uh, well, okay. Well, if if that if that is true, um, can you get Elon Musk to come on my show? I don't know. I've been posting. His mom just liked your show. I don't know if she's here or not. They're trying not to use Clubhouse, but she's liking your shit on X. <laughs> Well, listen, you know, if this, if this, <laughs> if this, I, you know, it takes a lot for me to be, uh, for me to be, um, uh, 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 exactly, uh, to not have any words. But Anna, just, Anna, hang on one second, because what I want to do is I want to go back to what Praxim was saying. I'm trying to do my best to moderate. Um, Praxim said, brainstorming is a muscle that needs a workout. It is not a normal process that people know how to engage. Um, Mo Gordat, uh, former chief business officer of Google, uh, X talks about how fast AI will become over the next six months, year, etc. It's definitely worth listening to one of his interviews he's given. Actually, um, I listened to his entire interview on Diary of a CEO, and now I'm actually listening to Sam Harris. That's where, and I picked up a lot from Mo. Mo resigned when he saw actually what was happening um, how intelligent the machines were getting, um, he resigned straight away. And I want to tell you a couple of other things about Mo that I picked up from this uh, from this conversation. Wait, who's Mo? Uh, Wait, Mo, Mo who? Where is he? Which, 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 where, where's, which company was he at? He was the former chief business officer of Google X. Um, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Okay. So he basically, what he did was um, he, and, and I'm just going to put you down for one second, um, just because... I want to just uh, I want to just finish. Well, I'll keep you there. I just want to finish this thought. Um, you know what he actually said is he said the odds the odds of um, the machines essentially rising up and uh, and taking us out. He said are zero, zero. He said because before that happens, humans will take out humans. Before that happens. Humans will basically do the use the same tools, use the same techniques or whatever to actually, you know, attempt to uh, exterminate or 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 you know um, control whatever the case may be. So I think that's a very important point. The other thing he said, and he spoke about this, was very profound. He said um, he was talking about the island scenario, and the island scenario is such that. Um, what what scenario is more likely that we're all on an island, humanity are on this island somewhere, you know, this, you know, have 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 run away or hidden or or left to go on an island. So which scenario is more likely? That we're there because we're hiding from the machines, or that we're there because it's utopia. There's no there's no famine, there's no war. Um, there's no need to work. Everything's just produced abundantly, etc. And he said that scenario is much more likely. He said it's actually more likely that the machines will 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 evolve and and speed up and so quickly that they just ignore us, that they just basically kind of get bored. They don't. We are we are like a. a and and I use the term bug, right? There are there are bugs that you ignore, and there are bugs you squash, but not not the bug you squash. 
we're just going to be a di- like not even a distraction. We're going to be so we could be so um, just disinteresting, uninteresting, um, unimportant to this consciousness, the singularity that it just ignores us and moves on. And I thought that that was a a, a crazy huge huge point. And, and is my, that yeah? Is that the one where he gave the example of humans and ants? Um, where like it's the same. So I, I think I may, maybe I watched Diary of CTO. Maybe I watched him somewhere else. He gave this example on uh, Lex Friedman, where it's like people and ants. You might see an ant, you might step on an ant. Oops! But you're not out to uh, create xenocide on the all species of ants everywhere. Uh, maybe no, I didn't. I didn't hear the the xenocide thing. So maybe it was a different one. But, yeah. by, but by the way, just to bring this home, I mean, boy, oh boy, has this been a No Agenda Friday uh, with, worth remembering? Because we discussed Trump. We discussed the fact that, that Elon Musk's baby uh, is, uh, you know, is, um, I've seen beautiful photos of her. It could very well be. Um, we've discussed AI. Uh, we've discussed boring. We've discussed um, brainstorming. Today's episode has definitely, definitely, definitely not been boring, I would say. Um, and, um, you know, I got to bring it back. I got to bring it back to, to how insane, how, ins- so funny. how insane this world is. You know, with everything that's happening in the U.S. that happened yesterday with this, you know, the processing of, of the former president of the United States – when we look at humanity, when we look at the state of our nation, when we look at our lives right now, when we look at what's being reported on, I mean, you know, how if you were a machine, <laughs> answer me this, riddle me this. If you were a machine, what would you think about humanity? You know, we often hear this, uh, a lot of people talk about if an alien was to land on Earth today, what would they think about us? What would they say about us? This, funnily enough, um, you know, what Sam Harris says in this interview, which is the latest one I'm listening to, is, is he says, you know, what would you do with you? So, so he has to think about this too, Praxim. He says, if you were told, if, if right now you got a message from, from a far superior species, uh, intelligent, extraterrestrial, intelligent species saying hey fyi we're coming we'll be there in 20 years or 30 years so see you then just just heads up we're coming we're not going to tell you anything more but we'll be there like what would you know what would you do would you like freak out would you would you like go crazy would you stop preparing would you would you you know like would you like i mean he said, "Well, that's the situation with AI, and it's and it may be even sooner." And he says, "Like, why are people not freaking out? Why do people not realize that it's the exact same damn thing?" The other alien thing would be if the aliens arrived. Uh, you know, I actually think, to be honest with you, if the aliens did arrive and they saw the the circus of what's going on in the world and specifically this country, they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, we're out. We're gonna pass. We're gonna go find another planet." You guys are just way too dumb. You guys are just way too... I mean, you guys are not boring, and we need boring. You guys are insane. We're moving on. Cheers. Thanks for the memories. And we had all this great technology and, you know, that cancer thing. We would have cured that and the whole famine thing and, and peace and poverty and war. Yeah, we, we, we got that one covered. But we're moving on because you guys are just so damn pathetic. Anyway, cheers. Thanks for the memories. Not that I'm an alien, Praxim. Uh, I was about to channel. Thanks for all, see you so long, goodbye, and thanks for all the fish. I mean, well, the I dolphins said, in, I, the dolphins from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. For yeah. those of you don't know the reference, right? Listen, listen, we've got 41 comments. Ah, we've got 42, and then 43 comments. Um, so we had, uh, we had, and. Anna, you just you you didn't even give me my forty two moment. Too many comments. Um, I wanted my forty two comment. Uh, Alex Lewis says this room was interesting. It's it's like this every day. Um, we we manifest on Monday. 
We have Thought Leadership Tuesday. We do Wellness Wednesday, live book reads on Thursday. Um, come back, Alex, anytime. You are very, very welcome. I know you have to go. Um, we had, I mean, this has been one of my favorite weeks uh, in the Collective Cafe. And um, and I'm just looking at, uh, we had, these were our episodes. We had Ghost, we had Messy Monday, Ghosting Through Life, Are You Happy? Uh, and then A Waterfall of Verbal Diarrhea was yesterday. Um, all of these episodes are available on replay uh, on Clubhouse, but more importantly, if you subscribe, uh, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, um, you can uh, you can listen to all of them. So, uh, Anna, if if this Elon Musk thing is real, I need funding. Can you get me funding from Elon? Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? This is your Woman, mission. I mean, yes. I mean, sorry. Yes, obviously. I'll give you the money. You know that. Uh, Alex, I have more money than he does. Denmark, we print the friggin' Danish crown. Alex Lewis said, I just followed you, Sir Jaffe. Thank you. I've been knighted. Uh, Dave Garcia Doyle said, followed you, Alex. <laughs> love your headliner. Um, I love I love all of you guys. Uh, I, I hope I hope you have it's it's nine o'clock. Um uh, ChatGPT is going to have a whale of a time attempting to <laughs> yes. to summarize this. Uh, have an amazing weekend, everyone. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.